Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe, you're going to hate me later, Jans. <laughs> and with us, as always, is super fan Mark Biscati. Hello, everybody. I'm happy to be here. Uh, and what, why are we going to hate you later, Joe? Well, you'll find out later. It's going to be his oh, pick. Okay, okay, it's right. be- oh, it's Corey right. Haim. It's his pick. It's Corey Haim. Here no, we go. I can no, no. guarantee you it is nothing to do with Corey Haim. Fuck. Good, good, good. But I I don't like the idea of us hating you. <laughs> I know, Come I know. on. It's going to Maybe you won't. Maybe you, maybe you won't. This is spooky season. It's got to be good shit, dude. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, we'll get to that which, later. Uh, we. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, this sound cue. I, I, I was going to put one of the Halloween themes on there, but it's not working. Put it on. We'll do it in post. It won't go. It won't go. That's yeah. even better. Just play it. Yeah. That's uh, what all of our audience members are saying anyway. Play it again, yeah. Matt. I don't know what the deal is on this. But anyway, uh, <clears throat> we are uh, a Cinescare podcast is going to be at when I say we, I mean me. <laughs> oh, fuck uh, off. Here we go. I knew it. I knew you were going to do telling, it right what, off the bat. You're telling, you're telling me to fuck off. You're the one who, who was so excited about this. And I was. so excited I was. that you're flaking out. No, I, I, uh, it's not flaking. It's just things came up and I'm not able to go. I, I want to go. Who doesn't want to go flaking. to this? It's not flaking. We're, so Joe didn't go. Scare. Is that called flaking? No, Joe never. Well, Joe said from the I, get-go he was I said going. from the beginning, I'm busy. I already have tickets for an Iowa game that day. Yeah. Well, that's he, flaking. It that's is. not flaking. No, that's, that's yeah, proper planning. Flaking is when you say you're going to do, you're something, gonna do something and then you don't do that thing. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> uh, so Jimmy, actually, Jimmy might be with me, but we are going to be at Halloween or H45 convention, the Halloween uh, celebrating 45 years of the, the greatest horror franchise of all time. I think we're all in agreement of that. No Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. And there's going to be tons of people there that Tom Atkins is going to be there. The awesome, the girl that he was way too old for in Halloween three Nothing is going to be there. That. Nothing wrong with uh, that. <laughs> uh, Annie. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Annie. Uh, PJ souls is going to be there. Uh, Nancy Loomis is going to be there. I think her married name is keys now, but she's going to be there. The guy who played the uh, new version of, of uh, Dr. Loomis that, you know, the, whatever impersonator the guy the look like not the voice he for halloween kills a, at the end for hollow for halloween kills yeah and he's right. gonna be there it's it's a a whole bunch of people are gonna be there there the list goes on nick castle's gonna be there almost everyone who ever played uh michael myers is gonna be there so it's it's uh it's gonna be awesome and i'm gonna be there probably alone no i'll, I'll probably be there with jimmy and we might have uh vincent DeSanti there too perhaps nice. uh, if he's not not too busy uh, uh so come by if you're in the la area come by this is on September 30th and October 1st, that weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We will be in the Pasadena Convention Center. Come by and say hi. I've got a bunch of stickers to give away, and uh, I'm selling my copies of my book, books, actually. And uh, so, and maybe we will have some stuff from Womp Stomp Films as well. 
to to uh, give out and or sell. I'm not exactly sure what they're going to be sending me, but anyway, um, that's the that's the haps here. So, uh, Joe, what uh, what have you watched recently? Last night, speaking of Halloween, I rewatched Halloween Two. Beautiful, because I think I may possibly enjoy that one almost as much as I do the original. Yeah, it's grown on me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I really the more I watch it the more I'm like this this film really has uh some great acting, some great mm-hmm. jump scare. The tension in the minute Mike Myers hits that hospital finally at the end, mm-hmm. it's nothing but tension and the soundtrack is so so wonderful it really it sets is. the moods that's that's most of the reason why i enjoy that film uh just because i know you guys are dying to find out what i thought i watched deer hunter <clears throat> or the deer hunter yeah so shocker uh i i did enjoy it i liked it quite a bit oh, i think there's some some editing that need to be done like what uh like the entire first hour can go i don't oh, care no, about the no, wedding no 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 no, no. I, no. I, I knew that was going to be. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I knew that. It's, I knew yep. that. But now that's oh, so it's like the Godfather. It's like the Godfather. There was so much know, character development oh, in that so first good. hour. I loved it. I yeah, loved it. Absolutely. I don't see how that's development. They're the same drunken guys that they were at the beginning of the film as they are when they leave for God, Vietnam. There's so much nuance Which in those scenes, jump though. Cut. It's so amazing. I love and it. And that—that's my problem with the film is just the editing. But keep in mind, you remember what I said? I liked the film. But the editing, I don't care for it. The, I mean, it's such a dr- drastic jump cut from their hometown to now all of a sudden we're in the middle of getting ambushed in Nam. Absolutely. Well, yeah, you know, there was, yeah, there no, was nothing in between. That's what's yeah, kind of supposed it. to happen. I mean, that's yeah, what you're I mean, going off to war. And it's, it's just the like, shock of it. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm, I mean, you guys talk about all this buildup of character development in the wedding in the first hour. Then it just, you're that all that gets sucked away entirely. Exactly. Time yeah. to get to Love it. Love it. That's what it's supposed <laughs> to do, Joe. That's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing you hate about it is what it's supposed to be doing or it's yeah. trying to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it has, know, it has it, those it lives. My opinion, then. It, it, you have yeah. those lives that are like complacent and, you know, it, it bad or good or whatnot. And then it's just uprooted and put into Vietnam. And it's just, riveting it's riveting what did you think Mm -hmm. of uh um the actually now that mark puts it that way i've totally changed my mind and i love it (laughs) well yeah exactly i I knew because he's so succinct in his explanation oh of course (laughs) yeah you're so convincing get ready for the other reviews (laughs) i feel like i'm on trial did been doing it for two years um yeah joe what did you think of uh the mao mao well i mean i've seen that clip Oh, you have way before oh. I've watched this movie. Yeah, yeah I kind of, of you have. That's every time you watch like a best movies in history and mm-hmm. that yeah. movie comes up, that's the scene you hear all the time. So, so good. Um, I also watched just because I hadn't seen it so long and I wanted to see if it still stands up was uh, Kevin Smith's Dogma. Mm. And I got to say, I don't think I've seen this movie in 10 years. I still really like it. I still think it holds up. I love how Kevin Smith writes dialogue. And I think because this has to do with Catholicism, it was an area that he was well-versed in and he did a very good storyline. The best part was 
Jay of Jay and Silent Bob wasn't like off the hook. You know, he 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 was reined in quite a bit. He seemed like he really had an idea of what he was doing there and he cleaned himself up and he participated in the film very well. I, I still really like it. So if anybody feels that there are some sort of Kevin Smith completist, go back and rewatch it if you haven't seen it in a while. If, but, you, if, if um, you have, if you have the, the copy, because it, it's really hard to find a copy because of that. Yeah. I, Harvey Weinstein, you know, still owns it. I have some special edition, like, two disc DVD set of it that I'm finding on eBay is like for $300. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, you, I don't get it, but you can, find, I'm not selling it. You no, don't, um, you can find it on YouTube. Um, the whole entire movie for free. Um, I don't know how long it's going to last on there. It might, you know, YouTube might take it off or whatnot, but I found it on YouTube and I watched it. Um, I think it was like two months ago. Yeah. And it holds up like completely. So, yeah. Yeah. So back to the horror genre, I did watch a new film on Shudder called Bad Things, which is about four ladies that their mother um, owns a motel, like out in the middle of nowhere, and it's the middle of wintertime. For some reason, they all decide to go back to this hotel, motel, I should say. No, actually, I guess it's a hotel. Everything's indoors. The place is haunted. And it sort of convinces them to do bad things to each other. It wasn't great. It's they're trying to be another shining and they fell really flat. I didn't, there's so many holes in the storyline for this. I don't think it's worth watching, but anyway, if you just want to see another, you know, new movie that came out in 2023 for the best of for the year, I I guess, check it out. I, The best thing I can say about it, it wasn't too long. And then the last thing that I'm going to say that I watched, but I want to preface this by telling both of you, please, if you can, don't watch it because it might be on my, not this pick, but my next one. So like two months from now, uh, I watched Quicksand on Shudder. Okay. Yeah. Which is about a... uh, Is that 2023? Yeah, it just came out. Mm-hmm. I believe they are a newly either separate. Yeah, I don't think they're divorced yet. It's a separated couple that are in the medical industry and they go down to, I want to say, Columbia to help out a friend of theirs or speak at a conference, something like that. They end up going hiking one day and come across some quicksand and there's some problems that happen after that. I did enjoy it. It's not a phenomenal film, but it does really fit well with a theme that I've been planning, but I can't watch that for another couple months. So It's a theme anyway. I'm kind of planning, Joe, that maybe I'll do before you. Well, then I'm not saying anything more, just in case I don't want to give anything away. I'm so. just kidding. I won't do it to you. That's uh, all I've watched. That's it? Uh, yeah. Mark? Yeah. Did, did you watch anything uh, aside from your homework? Uh, yeah. Um, I watched, uh, did you watch your homework? I, I did. <laughs> now I did. that would be, that, that should be, be question you know, one. Yeah. I, I did. That I did. would be hilarious. <laughs> so I watched, uh, what you do in the shadows. Um, the TV <laughs> show. No, no. Uh, the film. Well, that's, a, that's your, that that's your assignment. homework. Hold on. Hold on. We're not there yet. 
So what, no, what no. aside from this, what that did you watch? A, it was a joke. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't do don't do uh, it. Uh so I watched uh Interview with the Vampire, the TV series. Oh yeah. Uh 2022. It's on AMC Plus. Um mm-hmm. I watched uh I believe the first uh four episodes in one sitting, could not stop. Finished. I woke up in the morning. Didn't did not have breakfast. And I just pressed play again, and I went through all of it. Um, it's a great series that takes everything wonderful from Anne Rice's novel, and but with a more relatable um, twist and more relatable uh, scenarios. It's um, it's set in two thousand twenty one, I believe. Uh, people are. It's you know they're they're doing the the COVID. Uh, masks and whatnot, you know, they mentioned the pandemic. Um, but what's fascinating about this is that Daniel and uh, Louis, uh, Louis, um, the interview that they had was in 1973. And that was their like first interview. Apparently, Louis was not very transparent of what, you know, or he, he didn't release uh, his true feelings and like an accurate statement of he wasn't what he honest he wasn't honest and so then he meets up with um uh daniel who is played by eric bogosian with phenomenal uh writer not so much an actor i'm not a fan of his acting but he's okay in this but it's like 2020 2021 they're in dubai um in sweet amazing penthouse and there's an interview and it's like the real interview and so what happens is that they reshift the storyline they up it into uh i believe what, what was it matt uh 1910 i believe they start off at yeah or, i think so yeah 1910 we're, uh, Early 1900s. Yeah, 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 where like prohibition starts and whatnot, and it it works so much better, so much better, and just the the series how it explains it takes everything out of uh, Interview with the Vampire. Anne writes this Interview with the Vampire novel, takes everything amazing in it and puts it in a different scenario, different timeline. And it works. It works. The acting is phenomenal. Um, Jacob Anderson, who plays Louis, love him. Love him. And Sam Reed, who plays Lestat, he is Lestat. He is wonderful. And it takes his time through these episodes. And you instead of like a two-hour movie that you get with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, you don't get what it is you you just don't get it it's a nice little puff piece i mean i enjoy the the film interview with the vampire but this series does it so much the novel so much more justice i love claudia in this they just take his time and it just takes different nuances it's 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 a wonderful wonderful series there is going to be a season two in this which i'm very happy about it matt uh showed me the uh, trailer for uh, season two and it meets with Armand and with the theater group and whatnot and it seems like they're really going to take their time and stretch it out and really elaborate on all of that especially with Louis and uh, Armand so 
I'm a huge fan of the books, and I, I was so excited to see it on HBO. You could watch it on HBO. And that's all awesome. I watched. Yeah, that's all oh, I watched. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, what do you watch? see. I... Well, I did watch a few things this time, this uh, past couple of weeks. Uh, actually, four things I want to mention. Uh, first of all, I did find, I don't know if anybody else watched Last Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, and that's the that's the one that has to do with uh, the, the voyage of, of Dracula when he's on his way from Transylvania to uh, London, I guess, when he's moving there. And it's it's good. Uh, it's definitely entertaining. It I gave it three and a half cuts. It's it looks really good. There there's a little uh, there's some moments where I felt like the CG in it was a little, eh, but there most from what I've read, most of it wasn't CG. There's some CG that is uh, iffy at times, but I I thought it set up that it set up some good jump scares, some pretty good jump scares, some good kills. Okay, I I, I feel it could have been you know bloodier certainly, but I you know I love the atmosphere and it's entertaining. I I like the the actors were all really good. Uh, I thought that the Dracula creature when we actually got to see him was pretty well designed. You know, he's, he's definitely the, the old school um, Nosferatu style of Dracula, not the, the, the debonair, you know, charming guy, but the, the old, you know, really evil kind, you know, and he's, he, he, he was definitely not at all a sympathetic character. So it's definitely worth checking out. It's for rent. Yeah, I would wait for it to go to the rent. You know, if it gets to six ninety nine, you know, they always start off the rentals at nineteen ninety nine or whatever. And uh, it's, I, you know, it might be hit and miss for you on that. But if it's six, you know, six bucks or whatever, definitely worth a rent. And and it would be a good one for for I think Shocktober because it's got a good it's got a good horror atmosphere. Uh, and then the next one that I we went and saw uh the nun part two. Oh boy on on uh Friday night I guess and and well, I think it was opening weekend and it, it was better than the first one. I thought it was entertaining. I gave it three stars. I thought you know it the jump scares you know the jump scares probably could have been set up better. There weren't there weren't a lot of great ones but I thought it was kind of fun. You know I didn't I didn't hate it didn't you know certainly uh i actually didn't mind the first one too much to be honest with you i i like those gothic horror kind of look and and all of that so it it's definitely worth checking out again this is one if it's free if it goes to a free streaming service definitely worth checking out it's certainly not a waste of time it's entertaining uh or a, or a cheaper rental like a six dollar rental again it's not worth buying or anything like that. And it's probably not worth running out to the theater to go see, but you know what? I think this one might play really well on the small screen at home. It's got a really good atmosphere. Uh, the acting's good. I, you know, it's got the younger Farmiga and I love her. She's fantastic. I think. And she always, uh, Tysa Farmiga, I think is her name. Uh, her older sister is of course, she plays, uh, the, the Lorraine Warren in the conjuring. Right. So 
that's her older sister. So they're, they're always good. And, and she, she really grounds the, the, the movie. So I, I liked it. Didn't love it. Obviously it's not, that's nothing great, but I think if you go into it, just hoping for an entertaining time, you'll enjoy it. And again, might be perfect for Shocktober. And then uh, the last thing I watched, or not the last thing I'm going to mention, but the last movie that I watched, uh, we watched this weekend, uh, and a really kind of charming throwback kind of movie. It's called Curse of the Grom, a Curse of the Crom, The Legend of Halloween. Um, and that one is uh, on, it's on Tubi and it's on Peacock. So it's a free streaming and it's definitely, it's set during Halloween. It's got a really nice Halloween atmosphere. Uh, it's really, you know, I, I definitely think it's worth checking out. So uh, it's, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of like maybe a really good Goosebumps episode. Okay. You know, like a if there is such a thing, yeah. like a really good Goosebumps episode. But you know, a little it's like bloodier, a little, oh, uh, yeah, a little. You know, there's some creepy moments, uh, and but there, it's just kind of got a, a throwback kind of charm to it. I don't know. Is it is, so, is it as like intense as like Fear Street, like 1996 or no, not no. that. It's eh. not. It's not to that. It's somewhere in between that Fear Street trilogy and. And like goosebumps, okay. So it's it's definitely more intense and and better than yeah. the average goosebump episode, but but it's not quite to at the it's certainly not at the intensity of Fear Street. But I highly it, it has a good Halloween uh, atmosphere. It's set at Halloween, so it's definitely definitely one. Uh, I was even thinking about doing an episode um, if I were to pick in in October. Um, which if Jimmy doesn't come back, I suppose I might be um, of doing an episode of movies set during Halloween. It'd be a, you know, be a good episode. Uh, Cause there's, I think there's several movies that are set during Halloween that we haven't touched on here. It's gotta be so, tons. Oh well, yeah. Tons. tons. Yeah. Well, and we've never done. Um, I think there's one called Halloween. <clears throat> well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've done yes. that. We've done that. Uh, but we've never done, we've done all of them. What's what's the yes, we, um, have. we have? What are you talking about? Oh, yes. yeah, I guess we did. Yeah, we, did we did a Halloween yeah, franchise. We, we did a two parter, yeah. Joe. Can we do number three? And you, again? and you guys and you guys get on me. Oh, my at, God. Like, just relax. Like, this is, this is Mark's problem. Oh you know, God. I wish I could mute other people. Wish I could mute. Yeah. Well, mute what? Yeah. Dude, or, you forgot an episode. I, I, uh, I forgot like a two minute uh, uh, review on a film. Mark, that was back when we were just getting the show going and we were kindly asking you to be a guest. So we had to do it in one episode. We didn't know we were, you were going to stick around. You, we, we didn't know we were going to ask you back. Uh, you asked anyway, me back on the next episode. Right. We didn't know when we first asked you if you were going to come back. Oh, if I knew, oh yeah, yeah. If I only that had a sense. time machine. Yeah. yeah. So, Go ahead. Anyway. Fire me. Fire me. Uh, do it. Oh, my, my firing button is, is getting, Do it. um, let's see. It's a threat. So, okay. I'm, I'm trying. Oh, uh, what I'm was sorry, the, I'm what, sorry, what, man. What, Mark, shh. All what right. was the, the anthology set at Halloween that Mark didn't pick for his anthology episode? Uh, that trick we or like, treat. 
trick or treat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of them. Anyway, uh, and then the last thing I do want to mention is there's a TV show that we just started watching this week, and we are, we have two episodes left. It's only six episodes, and I think I I, I hope it ends as awesome as uh, interestingly as it has un as it has uh, unfurled itself. It's called Behind Her Eyes. And it's on Netflix. It's definitely a series worth checking out. Uh, it's really, it's kind of hard to explain, but there, it's basically about a woman who a single, in fact, here's the blurb, a single mother enters a world of twisted mind games when she begins an affair with her psychiatrist boss while secretly befriending his mysterious wife. Now that description makes it sound like it's basically a lifetime movie or something, mm-hmm. but it, there's, there's a lot more to it. And there's this element of people, you know, what is that? What, what is it? Lucid dreaming when you can dream and take control of your dream while you're in it. Uh, if, you, if you've ever heard of that. And there's, there's an element of that to it. So there's, a, 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 as you watch it, you realize there's something weird between this husband and wife. And there's something weird about his secretary that, is having an affair and there's something off. You just get this feeling, but it's very patient in how it unveils information. And there's a lot of twists. Uh, it's, it's a bit, I mean, it's, it's very interesting cause you're, I mean, even if it was just a drama about these, this love triangle, it's interesting in and of itself, but there's also this supernatural element that is kind of hovering over things that has just begun in the last episode, the episode four to really reveal itself. And I, and I'm, and I'm guessing these last two episodes go pretty horror. Um, there's some horror along the way up to now, but I I'm pretty sure certain the next two episodes are going to go full horror. So, uh, definitely worth checking out so far. I, I, obviously I haven't watched the last two episodes, so I can't say I can't recommend it overall, you know, but, but what, I'm definitely, my wife and I are definitely hooked on it so far. So definitely uh, worth checking out. And I'll report next time as to how these last two episodes turned out. So, and of course, what we do in the shadows wrapped up. And uh, I I thought that the the last couple episodes weren't as strong as the first few, but still another good season, I thought. Joe, what did you think? Oh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think that, yeah. Uh, series just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm hooked. I thought the high point was, was the episode where Nadja and her doll switch places. I thought I that, absolutely that episode that. was, especially with was, how Colin Robinson's, what his role was. In right. all that. Yeah. 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 And, and, uh, uh, the whole storyline between Guillermo and, uh, uh, Laszlo and everything. Yeah. It's, it, 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 that was a high point, but the, it was a good, another good season. Hey, I uh, just something to point out just because I threw it up on uh, our Facebook page today. When you were talking mm-hmm. about when it's your pick or Halloween themed picks, there is yeah. a new show, a new movie coming out on Amazon prime on October 6th. That's also set on Halloween called totally killer. Oh, yeah, I Ooh. saw that. It's uh, kind of like almost a Freaky Friday Back to the Future horror film. 
it yeah. it actually Ooh, looked pretty nice. fun. It's the it, it girl. Looks, it looks pretty good. Yeah, the girl from uh, her, Kiernan Sherpka, wasn't she the daughter yeah. from Mad Men? Yeah. Okay, she's the star, and in she it. was in. Uh, she was also in uh, the Black Coats daughter. But... Right. Yeah. She goes back to I think 1987. Uh, when she found out that her mom's, all of her mom's friends were slaughtered at some cabin in the woods and some twist of fate happens where she gets blasted back to 1987 and tries to prevent it. But it looks pretty funny. So if you do a Halloween themed pick, I would throw that in there. So that might have to be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, time for homework. Ew, that was, that was kind of a short one. Yeah. There we go. Like, oh, more dramatic. A lot more girth. This week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this week's pick was was my pick, but really it's it was sort of a, a homework assignment for Mark. <clears throat> you know, back to school and all. And uh Joe and I kind of had a little break on this one. We we got to watch some movies that we'd already seen and uh, already knew about and already reported on. So Joe, I kind of feel like Mark can do most of the, well, I don't know. He could do, well, most of the talking tonight, maybe. Yeah, that, as frightening as that might seem. I, I don't, maybe I shot myself in the foot with this episode. Yeah, because it's going to just be like an hour and a half of Mark talking. <laughs> of, of Mark humming and hawing. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, all right. Well, let's give it a shot. You asked funny, for it. I, although there is, although there is one. There is one movie that you hadn't seen, so you know, that I'm curious to see how, uh, what you thought of that one too. So, funny thing, funny thing. Before we start, um, I want I want you guys to know that every time you recommend a movie, I write it down. S- hence today, I wrote down bad things, uh, Curse of the Grom on Tubi, and Behind Her Eyes on Netflix. And if you go through my notes, all these they're all written down. They're all written down. I do. That that equals watching them, right? I I would think you're kind of putting yourself out of excuses then for not watching them. Yeah, exactly. That doesn't help your cause, Mark. Well, I write them down. Maybe if you'd stop watching The Dark Knight for the 800th time and watch some of the movies we recommend. Or Maverick. Yeah. No, it's not The Dark Knight. (laughs) That's that's like a once every three-year thing or something like that. (laughs) It is. It is. You, you just got to let the dark night just simmer for a while. Mm. But Maverick, you know, I'll go on scenes. You know, the bombing runs great. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so this this week's episode is Missed the Mark. And these are movies that missed Mark and Mark missed. Um, is that what it means? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's exactly you notice that I spelled it M A R C, right? Yeah. No, M A R K. I figured uh, it out on the fan page, kind of. Yeah, Joe. Joe figured it out immediately because he gave a good guffaw on the uh, on our oh, text. I, chain, I guffawed. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's move into uh, the picks, and uh, I kind of was wondering how to do the the order, but I'm going to start off deep and hard. And hardcore when I say hard, and that is the film. And I'm very curious to see what you thought of it, Mark. And if you, if my warnings to you last episode uh, softened the blow a little bit, because uh, when when Joe and I watched it, 
we didn't we went in completely cold and so uh i i, I didn't go in completely cold because joe told me holy shit you gotta watch this movie <laughs> um but but the ending was was shocking to me so maybe my my I, i'm curious to see if my warnings to you uh soften the blow a little but that is uh the movie i am discussing right now is 2022's speak no evil a danish family visits a dutch family they met on a holiday what was supposed to be an idyllic weekend slowly starts unraveling as the danes try to stay polite in the face of unpleasant pleasantness i found this movie uh disturbing at the end and insanely frustrating all the way up to that point uh so mark what what were your thoughts staying polite in the face of unpleasantness is what i thought of this film yep that's and, exactly uh, what matt just said <laughs> verbatim i literally came up with that myself i got the i got the fucking notes right here guys uh, God, if we can only rewind this and listen to it later and see what <laughs> Matt just said. All right. So, well, that's the theme here. I mean, we all, I mean, obviously, Matt and I agreed. You know, that's what the theme was. Um, we all have. Like, <laughs> Matt, weren't you just like reading that off of IMDb or something? Or Joe, he he, uh, he definitely writes things down as we're saying. Yeah. yeah. He does take notes. <laughs> I didn't know. I, it, it's the first thing. Yep, that's um, what, good that, job. Okay, okay. <laughs> that, I keep on bringing up my notebook. Uh, yeah, we've all been through this. It's uh, it's when situate don't interrupt. Uh, it's when situations occur that you don't agree with, pushes you or shoves you through social boundaries. In my experience, I've noticed this more after. Uh, becoming a parent, I seem to judge other people, parent their children in ways I wouldn't raise my kid. And sometimes I want to say something, but the, you know, the politeness creeps in and that's what this film does. There's always this annoying politeness that we're accustomed to. If you're being brought up as by your parents, there's a politeness that you say, you just don't say anything. And, that was the frustrating thing throughout the whole theme of this film. Um, this film puts you in these situations repeatedly and it ramps up continuously. There are times when I'm yelling or talking to uh, the husband, like say something, do something, and he's not doing it. And mm -hmm. I know he's complacent at the beginning of the film where you could see it at the beginning where um, – they're in Italy and they're singing and he's got tears to his eyes. And then the gentleman turns around, raises his glass and he's found his uh, mark. He's found his victim. And that's the guy he's going to go for. Um, but it's, it's rough to see him go through this transition of just having no backbone and I think that's what was so frustrating throughout the whole film, especially at the end. And I think that's why it's so horrible at the end. It's because throughout the whole film, I mean, this film makes you put yourself in this situation. And mm -hmm. you get angry because it doesn't go how you want 
it to go with the dancing. Yeah. The dancing scene I thought was the most um, infuriating part in the whole entire film besides the very end. It's just they're dancing. He's, you know, throws the glass against the wall, turns off the ghetto blaster, screaming at the kid. You don't scream at your kid like that for that particular reason because he has no rhythm because he has no hang on a minute he's not very good he's not a good dancer that kid deserved the criticism (laughs) jesus all right that just triggered me um yeah but he's not getting on dancing with the stars anytime soon the kid was terrible no he's not well no Obviously, because his tongue's been cut out from his, you know, in front of his parents. What does that have to do with his rhythm? The kid can't get, wait, wait, can't wait. dance. The, guy, the, kid, the kid can't even talk. The kid can't even talk, let alone dance. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you, uh, um, you try dancing without a tongue. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I love this film. I love it all the way through. I thought the music, the menacing music from the very beginning with the headlights going down the road was phenomenal. I thought that just going through all this, just the tension going and going and going. And I love this film. I loved it. And they could have, they could have gotten away at any time. Get the fucking stuffed rabbit, man. Go. And then it was on the, it, it was underneath the seat. I, I wanted like I do have this in my I, notes. I don't know how many times I've had to go back for a stuffed animal anywhere, whether it's my parents' yeah. house an hour away under, or yeah, true. No, under that situation, did you have to go back for a stuffed animal? I've never been in that situation. Right, right. But he was, and he went back, and I think he went back and turned around because I'm a man. I you know, has been kind of like a wet noodle throughout this whole, you know, visit on this holiday. And he turned around and said, hey, I'm going back. I'm going to just say I'm back and I'm going to get the stuffed animal. I'm going to walk out. And he did it. He did it. He got stuck. He got got that fly rat glue trap and he got stuck there and the wife came in mm-hmm. and then they just... It, it just pursued and it was just, and I, I know I, I, it, it has to be that the director was on point making the audience frustrated throughout this whole entire film. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, what happens is the most infuriating parent moment. I think I've seen on screen ever in my whole entire life ever. Yeah. Ever. Right. You get punched in the face while your daughter's tongue is getting cut out and you just sit there and stare and cry. Like, what Mm -hmm. are you doing now? I understand that this is his character and this is what happens. This is what he, he just can't do anything, but my God, that's what the director wanted. And it just went all the way through. And when you get to that and you're like, man, fight back, do something, fight for your kid, fight for your wife, fight for yourself. And it doesn't happen, it gets really emotional. And I think it's just like aces upon aces. It's like I was screaming. I was screaming. And then when they're naked, you know, take off your clothes and they're naked and they're gone down. And I didn't know what was going to happen. 
I, I wasn't expecting this kind of kill. And that was very shocking and mm-hmm. very rocked my it was world. Brutal. It was, yeah, brutal. It was brutal. Getting yeah. getting stoned to death is cannot be fun. And you just think of like spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Dude, give me a break. Um yeah, that that was not fun to watch, but it, it lessened it because I was just like, fuck them. They didn't fight. They didn't fight for their kid. Mm-hmm. And I was just I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a I think, you know, Joe, any thought? Did you watch it again? Or, oh yeah. Or did you I watched it? Yeah. I think I appreciated it even more the second yeah. time only because I could just sit back and relax and enjoy it. And I know it's, I know what's mm-hmm. coming. I know what I've got in store for me. Yeah. And I, I agree with Mark wholeheartedly. It's one of the most frustrated as a parent. It's what, as a man, I know that sounds mm-hmm. horrible to say, but yeah, I, when I, am I the only person that the minute you meet somebody, you size them up and see how you're going to defeat them? I mean, mm-hmm. I just exactly. kind of figure that, you know, I, I think it is, it is better to die fighting than to die like a coward. And that's all mm, I could correct. think of when I was watching this guy in the car. He gets punched in the face once. Punch him back. Do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, your daughter's tongue is, is you know, possibly getting cut out. Do absolute scream, claw at him, kick, whatever you need to do. Get out of that situation. And the other thing is, yeah, and they just did whatever they were told. Yeah, the whole and time. yeah, that's they what I was about to get to. Is and you get the you get the feeling if they had just refused, the people would have just let them yeah. go. When, yeah, when yeah, when they've cut your daughter's tongue out and they have you stand out there, and they've got a gun to your your head and they tell you to walk down there and take all your clothes off. Why? Why, why would you bother. give them the satisfaction? What else are they going to do? Right. Shoot you? They're going to shoot you anyway. So die with some dignity. Right. Tell them to go yeah. fuck themselves and and you know do anything to get out of that situation. So Mark, this was a movie uh, that was out last year. Where might it have wound up on your top ten list? Would it have wound up on your top ten list if you'd watched it like we asked you to? I would have put that at nine. Huh? I would have put it. It would have been in my top ten. It would have been at nine. Um, yeah, it's just it's so frustrating thinking about it. Even with the wife in the back seat where she's just slapping at her, slapping mm-hmm. at her after the daughter's taking out of the car and she just slaps and then she just accepts it. It just makes me sick. It's like start mm-hmm. strangling her. It's like you're she's not that big. You know, it's just like what are you doing? Like threaten the wife who of uh, the husband who's driving the car and st- Start doing something, dude. Do something. Mm. You're not that far away, and you just accept it, and you just start sobbing. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, it's it's not a fun watch uh, that, at all, and there's no catharsis at all. No, they they kept that from you. So, all right, well, that was speak no ding evil. ding ding. So <laughs> yeah, ding let's, ding let's, ding ding. So pissed me off. So here we go. It's all downhill from here because I thought I think the rest of all of these movies are all a lot of fun. So uh, that was the only one that was a chore to get through. I think. Yeah, I don't Um, think so at all. I thought it was great. 
when I say that, I mean it. It's you know, it's hard to watch. Uh, the rest are more uplift or funny or 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 whatever. They're not as uh, nihilistic. Some may even say animated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the next movie, speaking of which, Joe, is an animated film. This one is uh, one that I would have probably picked for a uh, gateway horror episode if i might still do one if unless somebody else wants to uh but it would have been one but i thought you know what mark hasn't seen this and i kind of felt like you might like it i could be wrong but um this is from 2006 monster house uh the monsters are under the bed monsters under the bed are scary enough but what happens when an entire house is out to get you three teens aim to find out when they go up again uh, when aim to find out when they go up against a decrepit neighboring home and unlock its frightening secrets. This stars, of course, among others, Steve Buscemi, Maggie Gyllenhaal, or Gyllenhaal, Nick Cannon, Kevin James, John Hader, Jason Lee, Catherine O'Hara, Fred Willard, Kathleen Turner. Uh, I forgot that half these people were even in this, but um, I feel it's bad a, for Kathleen Turner. <laughs> I know. Oh, because she was the fat one, right? Yeah. The fat yeah. wife. Yeah. I knew yeah. it. But uh I think this is a charming film. I the the it's it is definitely it's not Pixar, <laughs> certainly. No. Uh in terms of its animation. There's some there are some I it's funny because I think there's some moments that are really beautifully done in this, including the opening sequence with the girl. Uh, down the sidewalk and the and the fall feel I think is pretty good and then there's other sequence like the chubby friend that where chowder. it feels like the animation is just chowder chowder is just all over the place um with him and it just feels unfinished but that was kind of you know I mean this is, came out in 2006 so so that uh style of animation was still being developed by other people than Pixar so but overall, I, I still, you know, if you take it in in consideration that, that it's that it is early days, uh, computer graphics, then uh, it might be easier to stomach. I don't know. I I like it though. Uh, Mark, what were your thoughts on Monster House? Yeah, right off the bat, I saw the little blonde girl singing on her uh, tricycle, and I said, I hope she dies. Um, it's. <laughs> This film wasn't a favorite of mine. Uh, the jokes didn't hit for me. The animation was not appealing either. Um, except I did like uh, some of the house designs with the carpet as a tongue. Um, I, the animation was the most off-putting thing for me. Um, the face, facial expressions, um, just the the face designs, it was just too off. I don't know if I'm too used to, you know, watching Pixar or whatnot, but I did not like the animation designs. And from the very beginning, like starting off, um, there was a question that kept on going on in my mind is, where are the neighbors? Where are the neighbors? Where are the neighbors? This house is alive. It's doing all this stuff. It's what the cops you got a house on one side, a house on the other side, and no neighbors. It's just completely void of people but these kids and the house. 
and uh, the two cops and the old guy. That's all you basically see, like throughout this whole entire film. Um, and it just kept that. It, it just seemed like a void. It's like it. Do- Mark's big on neighbors, Joe. Well, but- I was gonna, you know, did you ever like the kids say, "Oh, there's a monster in the closet," and then the parents come in and they check and it's gone. I think that's the feel, the concept they're trying to get. You know, let's keep in mind this is a kids' movie. So are there parents sitting next door peering out their window going, oh, my God, this house is alive? No. It would have been a lot a more interesting film. if they did. It would have been a lot more interesting if there was, like, neighbors going, well, what's going on? Something, you know, peeking through the blinds. Um, I did not like any of uh, the kids in this uh, film. I did not like um, – what was her name? Jenny. That was her name. Yeah, right? don't they call her Z? Or oh, the girl that's the girl. Yeah, that came up to the door with the candy. She was gotcha. annoying. Why? Why did she stick around? Why? You know, like oh, that that house almost tried to eat her, and she's okay. Oh, let's go investigate. Um, I know this is a kids' film. I know this is a kids' film, and you know the storyline has to progress. Um, Chowder was completely annoying. I couldn't stand this character at all. At all. Um, just his jokes. The way that... Uh, who voiced Chowder, by the way? I didn't look it up. It's... Uh, uh, let me... Hang I'm on. I got sure. it right here. His name is Sam Lerner. He, okay, Sam uh, Lerner. He was actually... I don't know if you guys have ever watched it, the sitcom called The Goldbergs. It's set back in the 80s. Yeah. He's on that. He's one of the main characters. He's the plays old, Jeff the Schwar- older brother? No, no, no. He plays Jeff Schwartz, who's the daughter's oh, okay. girlfriend. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, just it. the animation just didn't match up with the voices, in my opinion. Um, yeah, this it wasn't a fun watch. I mean, I was just <laughs> like looking at my phone, you know, even like at the, at the very end, you know, with the, um, what do you call it? The, the digger, the digger thing. What do you call it? The plow. Bulldozer. Bulldozer. Thank you. Um, it? yeah. Well, I don't remember. Now it's bulldozer like a, to have a big I don't know. Blade it doesn't matter. It pushes forward. Yeah. I don't know. No, no. It's yeah, a... no, no. It's a bulldozer. Bulldozer. Just the whole, you know, he's just screaming all the time, screaming all the time. You knew what was going to happen. You knew, you know, they're going to go up on the crane with the dynamite and throw it in. It was just, I I didn't think the writing was that great. Is it a gateway, you know? Sure, you know, into horror. But as a 51-year-old, you know, watching this for the first time, it it, it didn't do anything for me. I I don't know how this film uh, holds up, like, later on except for kids that watched, you know, the monster house and actually enjoyed it and used it as a gateway. I was in my late thirties. First time I saw it and I loved it. Yeah. Did you? And Brian likes it. Joe, I think likes it. Yeah. How do you know Brian likes it? He mentioned it last episode that they have oh, it did he? and they watch it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I think Joe said he owns it. So Joe owns this film. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder how many times he actually watches this film. Besides, I don't know. Last week, I mean, I'm you know he had kids and stuff. They were young when this came out, so I'm sure they watched it. 
Um, what do you think of it? Like, I mean, I besides- like it. No, I think it's totally fun. I think it's a, you know, I, I think it's a, I love the atmosphere. I love the Steve Machemi. I like the creepy house across the, that whole trope of the creepy house across the street, you know, that you're not supposed to walk by. It's, it's a, you know, I think it's a great, great, um, uh, gateway horror. The, the some of the animation, I I I wouldn't say that some of the animation doesn't hold up. I because even when I saw it originally, I didn't think the some of the animation was great. I didn't think Chowder is animated very well, uh, and some of the editing involved with that is a little off. But um, but no, I liked the girl. I liked the babysitter girl, and uh, uh, I like you know, and and people actually get swallowed up by the house. It's not you know there is some danger in it too. So yeah, well, with the babysitter and all that, she says, "Oh, I'm going to look for my boyfriend," and you know, you never see her again. It's like you know, I thought she would have had like a more important like role in this film, and it, it mm. just didn't happen. She just all of a sudden just like left, um, you know, and it it was. It was nice to see, you know, the cops come, you know, back out of the hole when the house, you know, collapsed and like blew up and whatnot. And, you know, everybody, you know, was fine and everybody got their, you know, tricycle back and the basketball, ball, you know, basketball back. But it all in all, it, it's yeah, it was not my favorite, not my favorite. Um all right, so Joe. Oh, yeah, Joe. What did uh, what did you think of Monster House? I will say this is Sony's first film that they used their new animation software for, mm-hmm. so that is somewhat of an excuse of why the animation wasn't exactly up to snuff. However, it's frighteningly bad, especially yeah. the hair in people. Uh, Maggie mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal's hair and jason lee's hair jason lee's teeth in this film his character bones was just frightful uh i do i will say i agree with mark 100 i really love the design of the house especially once it's uh animated and comes alive it's Mm -hmm. scary it's exactly what you think kids would be terrified of of that one spooky house down the street in their neighborhood around halloween Mm -hmm. but the characters are not developed very well yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't really care for any of them. Uh, Chowder and the main character seem to have a really odd relationship. Chowder doesn't even seem redeemable. I agree with Mark. Jenny has really no reason to stick around with these guys. I So, yeah, I, I do appreciate it, I guess, more than anything, because mm-hmm. this was around the time where there were starting to come out with like Matt's called them gateway horror films for kids to sort of give them a reason to get into Halloween other than it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to start to have some options for your kids around that time of year. But other than, you know, as a standalone film, like by today's standards, no, it's not something I would watch regularly. Yeah, No, it's I mean, still... if it came out now, you know, yeah. right, with this yeah. animation. Yeah. 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 yeah, and and, um, and what was what was the reason for Chowder when Jenny was in um, the room and uh, she's looking at you know the Mountain Dew bottles you know full of urine and, and whatnot, and all of a sudden Chowder tries to be a Casanova uh, all of a sudden that was completely like 
from you know what character when they're playing basketball at the beginning of the film and you know he's going let's go trick-or-treating let's go trick-or-treating you know he's got the you know kid that he wants to stay with the kid version and go trick-or-treating and his best friend the lead he's going i think i'm growing up i'm thinking growing up throwing basketballs and whatnot and then all of a sudden chowder is just being the casanova is like that's my girl and all that it made no sense with that character at all it didn't yeah yeah, yeah it was all over the place all right so the next one is uh one cut of the dead from 2017 uh, uh or 2018 actually i think it was but uh, uh when it came out here anyway uh don't stop shooting things go badly for a hack director and film crew shooting a low budget zombie movie in an abandoned second world war Japanese facility when they are attacked by real zombies. So this, uh, this one is, uh, uh, one of my favorite movies from a few years ago. And it was one that I think maybe Joe and I might've discovered our first year when we were do of doing the podcast. I don't remember now, but, uh, this one I, I really appreciate it. It's really charming. I, I think it's one of the best movies I've seen about making about making a movie, you know, and and especially in the end credits. It just it just there's so much a labor of love involved in this. And if you did watch this and you were able to the first 25 minutes or so, you very awkward. But then you discover what, how and why. But some of the, I think it's the, was it, I think it's the, um, towards the end and then the ending credits, you get to see how they made it with the crew going crazy, running and everything. I just, I loved this movie. So, uh, Mark, what did you think? Okay. So look, this film got me. Um, it tricked me. I thought mm -hmm. this was a 37, uh, minute short film that exploited the one shot film hype. I had no idea going into this movie what it was about. I didn't look at the time limit. I just pressed play. So it was like 37 minutes into it, and the credits start rolling. I was going, what the fuck did I just watch? And I turned it off. Now, when I turned it off, I saw that there was like an hour left. And I was like, what the fuck? That's like, okay. So I turned it back on because I was like really confused. Yeah, for Mr. Note Taker, I did mention in the last episode that that the first half hour is very awkward and you got to stick with it and keep going because it goes on after that. I, I, I spent a long time talking about that. I don't remember that. Uh, so <laughs> so anyways, um, I, I just write down movies, you know, that I'm supposed to watch. Um, oh, that's all you listen to. Yeah, okay. that's all I listen to. Yeah, no, no, yeah. that's not true. Um, so anyways, uh, and I was just like, I was, it, I just thought like the first, like when I turned it off, I was like, man, that was just really dumb and annoying. And yeah, it's like a one trick pony. It's the one shot and it wasn't even done well. And then I saw the hour and I was like left. I was just like, oh, there's more. And, and then I kind of like huff and puff is going to, is, is it going to be just the same shit? And I press play and I, and it went through and then it went, you know, what, what was it like two months uh, before it happened? You know, like the auditions. You know, the yeah. And I was like, Oh, 
not bad. The acting, not that great. Um, the music in it was just like TV show kind of thing that kept on replaying and replaying, which was kind of annoying for me. But I started to respect what all was like transpiring, transpiring like through it. I was hoping, I was kept on thinking it's going, oh, maybe, you know, a real zombie apocalypse is going to happen like during with the crew. I thought that would have been really cool to happen. Didn't happen, but it was, it was just a fun watch to see the appreciation of like what it takes to make a, a film. And especially it was great to watch, you know, like a horror film and the dedication that the crew, I was more appreciating the crew at the end than you know just the actors you know with the blood and the timing and knowing uh the blocking of what you have to do to make a 37 you know minute shot like a one single shot shot. single shot i mean you're just going holy shit and you start like respecting you know actually you know what you thought was annoying and i really appreciated that but it was really nice also that there was a little singular not to you know present uh storyline with the director and his daughter and that was nice to see especially at the very end you know when the crane shot you know fell off the building and they got on the pyramid and you know mm-hmm. then the, the directors at the pinnacle well the daughter was at the pinnacle but uh her father was like on his hands and knees on this pinnacle of this human uh triangle and she's just holding the camera and it was just really nice to see. It was a it was a very, very, very pleasant ending. And like you said, Matt, at the end, you got to see everything at the end where they're doing mm-hmm. one camera and then another camera. And then you got this like little, it's like, let's show exactly what we're doing. That was just pleasant to see. And I'm just going, mm-hmm. wow, how much fun is it to make a fucking film, right? The camaraderie, the, you know, your friends and whatnot. How much fun can it be to make an actual film? And mm-hmm. so at the beginning, hated it. At the end, I was just, I, I just had a smile on my face. And um, it, it was nice to see the horrible acting from the beginning. And then the acting improved, you know, on the second, you know, it, it was just an all, you know, a collab that actually worked out very well, very well. And uh, yeah, I, it, it was a very, very, very good film. Uh, Joe, what did you think of this one? Oh, I still loved it. I, yeah. I considered this to be like the noises off of right. horror films. Yeah. Mm. yeah um, good it's, analogy. Yeah. It's, and I fell for the same bit when like Mark did the first time I saw it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty junky but that's that's like the appetizer before the main course and mm. once you get to see all these people the scariest this i found this again on the second watch the scariest thing in this film is the tv producer woman the little asian woman with the giant eyes and the huge smile that when she smiles her the most rest of her face just disappears mm. um she, she's just one hell of a character yeah. and everything to her is hilarious but I, I love this film. It's charming. Uh, just yeah. like you said, it's it 
if this doesn't, if you're on the cusp of whether or not to, to join in with a bunch of your friends to put a film together or do any sort of project with a bunch of people, watch yeah. this film. This will push you over the edge. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, totally. For yep. sure. For sure. Inspirational. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, just, just the fact of how intricate like this filming was is with the 30, 37, uh, 37, uh, one shot film at the beginning and you hear a banging. It's like, you have to see this movie again. And maybe even another time there's a banging on the door and it's because the director is trying to get um, the drunk actor off the door and he's yeah. like holding and it's just, it goes on and on. And, mm-hmm. and even with the, uh, the cameraman that falls down um, and you see like the horrible chase that is going on it, the first time you watch it, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? But yeah. then when you watch it the second time, it all makes sense. And then when you yeah. watch the credits, it you know it's all on purpose. And then there's a guy with giving you know the cameraman water, like here, drink, drink some water. He just pounds a water, a cup of water, and grabs another cup of water and pounds it again. So it's like if there's three versions of this film that you yeah. get to watch. It's 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 awesome. Totally yeah. awesome. Yeah, very well done. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. Uh, but again, you got to stick past the first 30 minutes. The first 30 minutes, you're going to be very confused about what you're watching. But I believe me, it it everything happens for a reason. And there are little details like that that happen in those first 30 minutes. And then you see what was actually going on that made the first 30 minutes so awkward. So uh, I thought that's right. what I just said. Yeah, I said it, but I just reiterated it because I said it better. You're welcome. Um, The uh, next film is What We Do in the Shadows from 2014. This is directed by Taika Waititi, who who also directed Thor, Love and Thunder, Thor, Ragnarok, um, and... um, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. And a whole bunch of, he's, he's obviously one of our, and uh, there was another one uh, that he did, I think, Beasts, was it Beasts of, oh, Hunt for the Wilder People. That was yeah. the one, that was another one. Uh, but he he's obviously one of our great talents. He also, I believe, was involved in, <clears throat> in uh, Flight of the Concords on, at some, on some level. And it was also directed by, uh, Jermaine Clement, who is one of the main uh, two guys from from what we do in the shadow or from uh, uh, Flight, Flight of the, the Concords. Concords. Yeah. And I I think Jermaine Clement is just so freaking hilarious. He's just he's great and everything. But anyway, this is uh, vampire housemates try to cope with the complexities of modern life and show a newly turned hipster some of the perks of being undead and uh we we watched this and when when i told michelle that this was part of the pick she was very excited to watch it again uh and it again of course as as we have said on here it it spawned a couple of shows one of them was wellington paranormal which I've only watched one episode of. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to check that one out. Uh, but that one episode was pretty funny. I think it's called Wellington Paranormal. And um, 
that is the cops that are are in the show that come and investigate. I think it's those two that are in Wellington Paranormal. Uh, they go down into the basement and investigate, and they're like, oh, you live in a skeleton down here. Um, let's see. But I, I love Peter. I love the whole idea of them being flatmates and having chores and responsibilities. It's just an absolutely hilarious film. So, uh, Mark, what are what did you think of what we do in the shadows? The movie. Pass. <laughs> it's a. Uh, why do I gotta go first all the time? Uh, it's your week. It's not my week. You I missed miss the mark. Missed the the mark. show is all about you. It's all about you. All right, well... It's not called Miss the Joe. All right, so so what I decided to do on this, because you guys talk about what we do in the shadows a lot with the TV show. And so what I decided to do, I decided to uh, get stoned and watch this film. And uh, so I took uh, 50 milligrams of uh, watermelon smash gummy and waited for them to hit. And before what we do in the shadows, I just waited. And when it hit, I pressed play and I went for a gut, like a gut busting 30 minutes. And I was laughing my ass off and I, I, I had the giggles. I had to pause because I was laughing so hard. It was, it was so much fun. Uh, but then I pressed play again. I started to get higher. <laughs> uh, things started to get more profound. <laughs> um, I was just getting higher and higher. So I was just starting to think it was too much. So I stopped. Uh, so my next attempt, um, I decided to watch it again. But I decided just with 20 milligrams with the watermelon smash. What are you sighing about? This was a mistake, I just want to know Joe. if you like this the goddamn mistake, movie or not. Joe. Just yeah. wait. Just wait. I'm, I don't I'm need to know how movie. many grand. Oh, I'm going to review minute by minute the review movie. of your just day. Just give me a second, oh all right? I'm reviewing the movie. So I took 20 hours. milligrams. Just get to it. No. So I got further into the film and all the way until the undead party. I couldn't deal with it anymore, so I turned it off. So then I had to rent the the film again. So I, yell. all right, I'm sorry. So I had to rent the film again, and so uh, just my it was my third time watching, and I decided to just watch it, you know, without the gummies, and I enjoyed it. And uh, so <laughs> um, the great thing is I have no favorites in this film. Um, they all have their moments in the spotlight. Uh, each storyline felt different and equally funny. Nick, as a newly two-month-made uh, vampire, was completely fun to watch. Stop rubbing your face, Joe. Um, yeah, vampire names. Here we go. Velasif? Velasif? Oh, my God. Velasif? <laughs> Don't worry about getting to just, your point. Just, I'm going to live forever. Matter. No, Velasif? Is it Velasif? Just tell me the fucking name. I don't have the name I, in I front of me. Vladislav, depression. Jermaine Clement. With, with his ex-girlfriend, he calls the Beast. 
Um, Viago, with his flamboyant motherly love for other vampires and his 90-year-old girl he lost. Well, well, wife at the end. Um, Mm. And uh, Deacon. It's Vladislav. Vladislav, thank you. And uh, Deacon, as the unruly vampire of the group with his uh, familiar uh, Jackie, which um, was kind of a high... uh, um, moment for me when he goes up to uh, her house and the husband with the kids are inside the house and the husband's like, who is this guy? Um, yeah. Um, it, it's, it, it's a great film. Um, I, I, I felt weird about uh, talking about this film. It's like, am I smart enough to uh, understand the jokes? You know, cause Madden and uh, Joe are like, you know, a little bit elevated. It's kind of like a highbrow kind of comedy. Um, but I love it. I, I love the first uh, scene where um, uh, Vladislav uh, comes up out of the coffin and he gets a look to the camera and then comes back and then, you know, he stops and then goes back up. He's going, hi, it's, it, it's great. It's, it's, it's a great, it's a great film. I, it was a journey for me. Obviously it was a journey uh, for you guys for this review. Sorry. Um yeah, I wrote some notes. Uh, hi. So, but yeah, yeah, I loved it. Excellent. Uh, Joe, could you cut to the time when you finally watched it and not and skip past the early? Don't cut it. Tries, uh, yeah. So, so no, I, I met Joe's review. Oh. I I bought this on Amazon. The disc. Uh, hang on, let me get my order number. And then I'll get the tracking number and I'll let you know what day it arrived. <laughs> and then I took it out of the package and I watched it. I put it into the DVD player. Um, there, there's not enough pauses in that. Sorry. In that, uh, <laughs> sorry. Maybe if I was on 8,000 milligrams of something, I would yeah. uh, talk slower. Uh, <laughs> I did buy this because I'm a huge fan of the actual, the, the spawn off TV show, what we do in the shadows, which I will say I've never seen the TV or the movie. I'm sorry that originated everything uh, after watching it. I do like it. I like it a lot. I'm probably going to rewatch it. And that's my basis for reviewing most of these movies is how rewatchable mm. they are. But I still think that the television show is a superior product. Is yeah. It? And the reason yeah. being is those jokes. I think they work great in in a 30 minute segment yeah. but i think an hour and a half long is just a little bit too much the jokes start to wear th- a little thin but yeah, i love I, I them in half that. hour increments yeah. yeah it's and i i really enjoy the, i i like the original characters but i got to have my naja i got to have my mm. um laszlo laszlo yeah. Yeah. yeah so i it's it was really difficult for me having never seen the original movie to judge it openly, you know, mm-hmm. cause I'm, I'm already so partial to the TV show. And yeah. I get those that. characters are in it, but I did like it. I am going to watch it again. I think it was funny. I liked it. Yeah. They- I, I, I had seen the movie first before the TV show. Came out, cause it had been some years between the movie and the TV show coming out and, uh, uh, you know, at least a few. And, and so, and and of course these main three characters, uh, Viago and uh, Vladislav, and what, what's the new vampire's name? What was Nick. his name again? Nick. Nick. Uh, those three 
show up. Well, I sent you the clip, but right, they, they show up a couple of times in the yeah. TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, wait. But, so, so the characters from the film are not in the TV. Like they're not main characters. It's a whole no. new like uh, vampire. It's a whole different. Yeah. A whole different vampire household. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and I I agree the TV show I think is superior and I you know the, I kind of felt that way about Flight of the Concords anyway that some of their stuff you know wasn't always great like they had some really really strong uh uh skits but and then not all of them were that strong but uh same with their songs or whatever kind of like I guess uh what uh tenacious d tenacious you know, d. Yeah. some of that stuff goes especially in a, a full-length movie gets a little old after a while and it, it works really well in small doses but um but i still love it and and like the werewolves we're werewolves not swear oh, not werewolves yes. yeah, yeah i love that, that. that was great yeah so hilarious and Our- uh and and peter just cracks me up he's so funny <laughs> just the look I on like his face Stu. well well, yeah. Iago's try Viago's trying to talk to him. He's standing there like, you know, with that horrible look on his face. It's so funny. Oh yeah, Stu. They all love Stu. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Stu's great in it. And I, I yeah. was actually like I, I was like kind of a little wrecked. I was like, they're actually gonna fucking kill Stu. And then he turns into the werewolf and then he shows up. He's going, it smells like werewolf, it smells like dog. Yeah, yeah. It's great. But yeah, Stu is great in it. Um, but Nick, um, turning uh jackie into um uh a vampire and he shows up mm-hmm. and deacon just going what well, she was mine and that was mine i mean it's just such a great you know like just a great comedy it's it's, it's really fun to watch all right well that brings us to our last film and uh appropriately titled last, last shift. shift uh this one came out as just like uh what We Do in the Shadows came out in 2014, directed by Anthony de Blasi. All hail the king of hell. Rookie police officer Jessica Lauren has been assigned the last shift at a closing police station and must wait for a hazmat crew to collect biomedical evidence. Ordered not to leave the station under any circumstances, Jessica comes to learn that it's more than just an outdated station. It's home to the ultimate embodiment of evil and his devoted bloodthirsty followers. Jessica is left to fend for herself in the devil's playground. So this one stars Juliana Harkovay and a bunch of other actors that nobody, anyone knows. It's a relatively low budget film. They remade this movie this year and it's titled Malum. And it is basically just a straight remake. It's not a sequel. Uh, but I think the original, and I think Joe agrees with me, and I'll be curious to see what Mark thinks. We believe that the original is superior in pretty much every way. I like the main. I don't know why they didn't just recast the main girl in Malum. I thought she was way better than the girl that they cast in Malum. Um, and, uh, but at any rate, uh, we're here to find out what Mark thought. So, Mark. Yeah, so why was Malum made nine years after uh, The Last Shift? Um, this film is way superior than Malum, in my opinion. Um, the acting was on point. Um, mm-hmm. 
I enjoyed the lead, uh, Juliana uh, Harkaby, as I believe you said. See, I do mm -hmm. listen. Um, who played the rookie cop much more than uh, the remake. Much yeah. more. I mean, she's on point. She seems like she's trained as a, you know, as a cop, a rookie cop. But mm -hmm. it just seemed more natural as a rookie cop as what she was. She was more I, believable. Yes, 100%. Um, but, um, I mean, I like this film way more because of the hallucinations that went through this film than what Malum went through. Malum went more gore, more, went more visuals. Um, the Last Shift was more, you know, hallucin hallucinations and... It seemed more believable for her to stay there in some form or reason, in my opinion, uh, than what the remake, you know, had this uh, rookie mm -hmm. cop go through. Um, I, I loved the fact that at the end of this film, um, with her hallucinations, it ended in that way instead of this huge, grand, you know, construction yeah. of uh your father and you're the daughter and this and that and it, it it all like happened and it all just clicked you know together i i didn't enjoy that with the last shift it was all about hallucinations and her father you know was a hero he didn't you know start you know killing cops and all that you know all the way through it it was just more hallucinations it was more believable um mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, the last shift is way better. I wish I what, you know what? No, I, I was about to say I wish I watched uh, last shift before Malum. No, absolutely not. Last, after seeing Malum and just seeing that film, it doesn't even compare to the original. It's not even close. It's just better directed, better acted, better actors. Um, and a better premise in a storyline than what Malum was. Malum just went way too big. It's like, look at this, look at that. And by the end of like watching Malum, I was just like tired. It's like, I don't care anymore. I don't care. It's just like, especially with, you know, the, what do you call him? You know, the priest, the headmaster of the devil, whatever. And mm. they brought him in and it's just this headdress coming on. Just, in Malum, yeah, it just yeah, it, it it was just too much. It was just too much. I I was already checked out. I was checked out like halfway through the film of Malum. Last shift, I was all the way through it, all the way through it, and uh, so yeah, way better film, way better film. Yeah, uh, Joe, I have a question. Since yeah. we've all seen both of these, at the beginning when she goes into the new precinct. And there is the sergeant who's on duty that she is yeah. relieving. He sees her at the end of the hall and tells her to stop and turn around. And in both versions, she stops, she turns around, and she starts walking out as if it were he, him telling her to get out of here. Mm -hmm. And he stops her and he makes the comment, I didn't tell you to leave. I just told you to turn around. Why is he telling her to turn around? The only thing I can think of is he wanted to check out her ass. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't I don't remember that moment for some reason. I get the joke. It is the only thing I no, it's not a joke. I mean, like I was honestly I thought it was weird the first time I saw it, and then it happens again in Malum, and then I rewatched Last Shift for this. And in all three of those times, I, it just stuck in my head. Why is he telling her to turn around? I think I think it's because he was dealing with hallucinations also, and he wanted to see if she was a hallucination and see if he could like actually make you know her you know the hallucination turn around and actually listen. And hmm. that's why he went towards. That's what I thought. That's what I. Thought. I don't know. I think that's just as good of an answer as he wanted to check out her ass, but. Either way, <laughs> I, mean, um, I mean, that's what I got I, out of it. I, again, I, you know, I've said that I think if I had seen Malum first, I would have been thrilled to see the last shift. I'm glad I didn't. Because uh, I'm also thinking that if I had seen Malum first and not known anything else about it, I don't know that I would have been interested enough to watch the last. Shift I wasn't interested afterwards. watching the last yeah. shift. Actually, I I I, I was not interested. You sort of tainted all. afterwards, yeah. Yeah, um, it, it was tainted. I was just like, I was like, I don't want to see this. I I mean, I I just let again, out a big yeah. sigh. I just like, oh fuck, here we go. But I I, I was pleased by it. I think you know. All the things that we've said before about, you know, better casting, better directing. This is a shining example that, you know, just because you got a lot of money doesn't mean that's going to make a great movie. This, right. That was kind of its downfall. Yeah. I think even the character designs are far superior. I especially want to point out towards the end, the characters that have the like wet soppy bags over their faces and they just have the cut out of the mouth and all you can see is the teeth coming. That is the thing that nightmares are made of. Right. And it's such a, it's a pillowcase, but, and then whatever else they've got gooped all over it. It's just so frightening. Yeah. It's way I, better than what they did yeah. in Malum. <laughs> yeah. Even though Malum cost next yeah. to nothing. Just, oh yeah. Yeah. Just with the, with the body bag and it dragging across the hallway where, right you know yeah and it just yeah. lifts up and then it's just like she's dangling and then it's just like moving and all that that's fucking scary man yeah that's fucking scary that's that's what horror is it's not yeah. it's not special effects just going look at this and look at that and look how like gory that is no absolutely not and i i particularly love the ending what happens to her, what she's done. Yes. I, I know it's nine years old, but I don't want to say what happens, but anyway, yeah, it really yeah. makes you question what, what was real throughout the whole night. You know, it's one of those aha moments that you just want to go back and rewatch yeah. it, you know, kind of like a fight club thing where you want to go back. So, Oh, did I miss this? Could that have happened? Right. So yeah, I, I love this film. I, I own, Last shift. I don't currently own Malum. I don't think that will change. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I wouldn't own Malum either, but uh, I, I liked Malum more than you guys did. Uh, but, but I do believe last shift is way superior to it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Mark, at least you've caught up on five films, um, that we, that we recommended. So that's, that's a, that's a, let me, let me give you a, a round of applause for that. Hey, thanks. Um, but hey, thank you. Everybody. Thank you. No, for, really. For those, for those of you at home keeping score though, that still leaves, 
Salome, because these this this is actually the list of movies that Mark that Joe and I have have recommended that Mark still hasn't bothered to watch. Salome, Bone Tomahawk, A Wounded Fawn, The Harbinger, in The Innocence, which is another film from 2022 that um, you could have made might have might have been on your top ten. Sick, the creeping. I got talk to me. I got no, no, no. This is this is not talk to this me year. Just this came is, out like two months yeah, ago, right? Uh, the creeping, the c- clock, uh, influencer, watcher, Col- colors of runs, the dark. Hold on, watcher, <laughs> run, sweetheart, run, and the boy behind the door. So that there's still, if we wanted to do a miss the mark redux, we could, we would have a lot, but oh my god, there's so many good ones in that, like yeah. boy behind then, the door and the influencer. Yeah. Come on, influencer, boy behind the door, harbinger's great, the innocence yeah. is great, bone tomahawk yeah. is what well, I can't believe he hasn't watched that. Yeah, I, I figured I'm not sure loved what that. you're doing with your spare time, Mark, but it's not <laughs> watching movies that Joe and I recommended. Um, I'm just looking at all the names right now. Yeah, uh, like lot. all the names in the world. No, <laughs> he's no. got a phone book. Yeah, he's got. A, I'm just looking at all the names. <laughs> Look at the right names. Well, the new phone books are here. The new well, phone books are here. Well, well it's hard. It's 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 hard. It's, it's usually on um, the introduction like uh, thing. Um, no, that's not it. Full steak, uh, grilled lemongrass. All right. Well, while Mark is looking through the phone book, uh, <laughs> let, let's uh, move on to to uh, Joe's new pick. Mark, if you could stop turning pages so I'm Joe sorry, can I'm tell sorry. tell what movies he has picked for and what is his theme. His his opening statement to this podcast had Mark and I both a little terrified because why are we, we going to hate you? We, because we know that Joe is capable of of picking movies that we all really love, but he's also proven himself capable of picking the five worst movies maybe we've ever seen on this show. Why are we going to so, hate you? What what's going on? I wish you I had know, a drum. When oh, wait a minute. I, when I said Here. that, okay. Okay, the theme is called Absolute Zero. Okay. And the movies are as follows. One Missed Call from 2008, which is on Max. Cabin Fever, not the original, but the remake from 2016, which is on Tubi. The Disappointments Room from 2016, which is on Prime. Beneath the Darkness from 2011, which is also on Prime. And Jaws the Revenge, which is on Netflix. (laughs) These are all films... That Rotten Tomatoes has given a score of zero. Oh, <laughs> absolute <laughs> zero! <laughs> Fuck yeah! It was a real, it was a real coin flip up until the end. But uh, my next pick is good movies that you're gonna like. Yes, yeah. the, even revenge. even bad movies need some love too. So yes, uh, they do. Too. And I've, I've, I've. The out of these five movies, I've seen like ten minutes of Jaws: The Revenge. So honestly, I kind of want to watch this just being oh. a completist, so I can say I've seen the whole series. The first ten minutes is actually okay in Jaws: The Revenge. I think so. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's like a fucking. Plus, I knew kill. Mike Mark would like it because it's got Michael Caine in it. Yeah, Mike. No, yeah, because no. he loves all Michael Caine horror That's films. That's right. Mm-hmm. I do. And non-horror films. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, he's great in it. <laughs> All right. Bought well, a house, Joe. Bought a house with it. Those are some movies we will watch. <laughs> less than zero. Oh, oh my, God. my God. Absolute zero. Absolute zero. Absolute zero. Absolute zero. Yeah. Less right. than zero is a great film, by the way. It's not a horror film we're not talking it's about. It's not I, a horror movie. I know yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Great soundtrack, well, though. I guess everybody yes. go to www.cinescarehorror.com to check out our merchandise. Also, as I said before, Come and see Mark Flake on H45 convention. Fucking Flake. I swear to God. It's just like things happen. I'm sorry. I wanted to be there, Matt. I wanted to be there. I'm really excited for you. I'm going to leave. I'm going to make an empty chair and leave it there. And and then uh, (laughs) that'll be be Mark. What happens Uh, if I show up? What happens if I actually show up? Uh. I think kiss uh, on the lips. Is that would be fantastic. Customary, be awesome. Yeah. You'd come in and sit with me, and we would we would pass out stickers and talk to people from and, laughter and meet <laughs> and meet Nick Castle and and various other people. Tom Maybe Atkins. Nick Cage. Tom Atkins would Tom be pretty Atkins. fucking cool. You could yeah. say hi to PJ Souls again. She probably remembered yeah. you. Hi. Oh yeah. Hi, this is PJ Souls, and you're listening, listening to Cinescare. You're totally listening to Cinescare. Hi, this is totally yeah, PJ Souls, and you're listening to Cinescare. She was there so nice, by the way. I mean, she was so engaging. Man, she's nice. she, she's awesome. All right. Well, that'll be it for now. Oh, I, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to but... plug something, too. Oh, yeah. If that's okay. Oh, yeah. I've got uh, one other thing, too. So go ahead. Well, just because we're getting close to October 1, I mean, it's starting mm-hmm. to come up. So look for me at uh, Newcastle oh, yeah. Cemetery oh. on, on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. because uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'm, I'm hoping October 1st is when we start building the cemetery, the haunt out front. And uh, I'd love to know what everybody thinks. So look for me. Uh, I'll try to put a link to it on our website or Facebook page or something. So. Yeah, and, and that's Newcastle Cemetery. Yeah. And I'd like to plug something. I'm going to be eating the one hit, <laughs> one chip challenge. Uh, I'm going to be uh, posting on video soon. And uh, Matt's not happy that I'm doing this, but yeah, yeah, they told me to do this, so care. I'm going to do it. I yeah, don't care one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to stay for the record. I didn't tell you to do it. Yeah, not none of none of us. Did. None of us. There's no outcry us. for this to happen. No, uh, but not what I heard. I, as long as you don't die, we don't want you to die. They, I'm not gonna they, die. They've pulled these from the the shelves because I know you can't find them anymore. Yeah, maybe you should uh, sell that on eBay. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could get a also plane one other thing to plug. Uh, the <laughs> oblongboxshop.com oh, is yeah. going to be doing. Uh, they're releasing, I believe, this following week. Uh, after this episode comes out, in fact, maybe this weekend that it comes out, they're releasing their line of, it's called the Boogeyman Company Collection. And there's uh, shirts that say Haddonfield Garage, uh, Crystal Lake Lifeguard, Strode Babysitting, and and whatnot. So there will be shirts and uh, devoted to slasher films galore and we did a shoot this last weekend uh, on location 
at some of the locations for the Halloween for the where they filmed the original Halloween, including the you know the the hedge that Michael is seen standing next to the Myers house. Uh, we shot at the Strode house where Jamie Lee Curtis comes out to waiting for her ride to go babysitting with the pumpkin. Uh, we, we, we shot a lot in actual locations from, from uh, the movie Halloween. So uh, that, and, and I, huh? Will all of this, these items, this apparel be available on their website to purchase? It will be available to purchase on the oblong box, www.theoblongboxshop.com. And they ship to uh, the and Quad Cities? They will ship to anywhere throughout the world, I believe, Joe, if not the United wow. States. And, uh, but there, and there's, and these shirts, the, there's shirts, there's hoodies, there, there's, a, and they all look really nice. They look really good. I shot some video that I'm putting together and, and there'll be a promo video that I shot for it. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. It's coming out this weekend. The shirts look awesome, by the way. I saw the videos. Yeah, the, shirts look yeah. great. And yeah, that's a ringing endorsement from our very own Mark Brisketi. That's right. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. So, all right. I guess we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Danes try to stay polite in the face of unpleasant pleasantness. Staying polite in the face of unpleasantness is what I thought of this film. I literally came up with that myself.